It is January 1st, 2012. Woohoo! Happy New Year! This is the Targ. Let's do it! As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62, the TAR. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, we're talking about being recognized, we're talking about Batman the Brave and the Bold, and we're dissecting the Hobbit trailer. It's episode 5.06, a week full of Thursdays. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Targ, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. Ah... <sighs> I'm feeling a little down this week. You know, it's the week between Christmas and New Year's. I've never been a fan of this week, you know. There's such a weird energy to it. It's such a slow energy to it. You know, about half the world is off on Christmas vacation. The other half is just, you know, hanging around, running out the clock until New Year's comes around. And everyone is just kind of waiting for the big New Year's Eve party to come along. It's like a week full of Thursdays, it is. Everyone's just waiting around and running out the clock. Uh, but, you know, we can only get to this week by going through Christmas. How was your Christmas? Mine wasn't too bad. I got to go home for a few days for Christmas and, you know, got the usual round of embarrassments from my family, you know. My dad had to regale everyone with a tale how one time he was up here visiting me in Athabasca and we went out to pick out a few things and, oh my gosh, I was recognized as the guy on the radio. And I was like, dad was like, hey, you gotta tell the story. What story? You know, the one where you're recognized. Yeah, we went out for lunch one day, and the waiter recognized me as a guy from the radio. That's it. Yeah. It just, I tell you, being recognized is one of those things I've never figured out how to deal with. Well, I do have my own way of dealing with it. I'm lucky enough to work in a small enough town at a small enough radio station that whenever someone recognizes me, I just write it off as uh, they know me from somewhere else. Oh, they probably saw me at that function the other day. Oh, they probably uh, saw me from that the other day. But I tell you, sometimes it does get a little weird. Like, instead of that story, I told my family this one, how one time I was up at Canadian Tire buying a few things, and, you know, you're making small talk with the clerk like one is wont to do, and uh, the clerk finally gives me a funny look and says, Hey, you know what? You sound like that guy on the radio. And I'm like, yeah, I get that a lot. So then it comes time to pay. I give the guy my debit card. He looks at my name on the debit card. Wow. You have the same name as that guy on the radio, too. You sound like him, and you have the same name. You must get mistaken for him a lot. And I'm like, yep, all the time. And my sister looks at me, and she asks, well, why didn't you just tell the guy then that you are the guy on the radio? See, that that's part of my problem with being recognized. I've never figured out how to tell people that I am the guy on the radio without sounding like a douchebag. You know, like uh, that guy says, wow, you must get mistaken for that guy on the radio all the time. How am I supposed to respond to that? Hey, hey guess what? I am that guy on the radio. Here, instead of my debit card, let me pay for that with my autograph. 
You know, it's just, ah, uh, being recognized makes me feel like a douchebag. That's all I'm trying to say. That's one of the things I like about radio. It's fame with anonymity. No one knows who I am until I open my mouth. And that's why I'm always so quiet at parties. Uh, but anyways, let's, let's get into a rousing mood, shall we? Here's a little ditty to get y'all roused. It's Aquaman's rousing song of heroism on the Targ. Is Batman a C-lister? Is that what you think? Poppycock! He knows how to take a beating, never giving up until he wins. And why? Because he has heart. And heart is the only superpower you need. Super breath can come in fire, frost, or just plain bad. Shrinking's a power, but it's kind of sad. Shifting shape into a snake can give folks quite a fright. But only your heart will win us the fight. There's portal creation and astral projection, telekinesis and dead resurrection. With mind control, you're on a roll, and if you're lucky, flight. But only your heart will win us the fight. Who are you? Just a man or a superman? The man we turn to for the plan. Who are you? Just a man or a superman? The man we need to take a stand. There's time travel, stretching and even more crawling. A sonic scream helps you with your bad guy brawling. Fist of steel can make you feel an increased sense of might. But only your heart will win us the fight. Who are you? Just a man or a superman? The man we turn to for the plan. Just a man or a superman, the man we need to take a stand. What was that? I call it Aquaman's rousing song of heroism. You don't look roused. From Batman the Brave and the Bold, that is Aquaman's rousing song of heroism here on U62 The Targ. Uh, good afternoon, I'm Mark Kappas. I'm gonna miss that show. They up and cancelled Batman the Brave and the Bold. Only three seasons of sheer joy. But you know, it was too fun, it was too lighthearted. They figured it was time to get back to the dark and gritty Batman that everyone is most familiar with these days. And the final episode of Batman the Brave and the Bold, oh my god, it was freaking brilliant. Full of your self-referential, metafictional, whatever you want to call it. Lots of in-jokes about the series. It was written by fan favorite Paul Dini. It's called Mightfall. I really recommend you check it out. See, here's how the final episode went down. So we have our character of Batmite. For those not familiar with the Batman universe, Batmite is Batman's answer to Superman's enemy, Mr. Mixies Pitlick. He's this being from another 
another dimension with near-omnipotent powers, but the quirk with Batmite is he is the ultimate Batman fanboy, and he shows up with his magic to help Batman, and of course it backfires in all kinds of hilarious ways. So he's essentially Orko from He-Man. But anyways, how Mightfall works is we have... Batmite watching Batman the Brave and the Bold and he figures he's gotten bored with this lighthearted take on Batman so he decides to use his magic to make Batman the Brave and the Bold jump the shark and thus get cancelled. And thus you have every joke about TV shows jumping the shark crammed into a half hour. You know, one of the key things about jumping the shark is the actor Ted McGinley tends to join the cast, right? So they recast Aquaman with Ted McGinley, courtesy of Batmite. Oh man, it is just insane. And, you know, as I said, it was written by Paul Dini, who was one of the creators of Batman Beyond back in the day. Paul Dini was always kind of bitter about Batman Beyond because the whole reason why that show came about was the toy company said to him and they said, we need a new Batman cartoon to sell toys. He's been up front with that since day one, since Batman Beyond premiered in 99. So, of course, there's lots of jokes here. Well, we got to listen to the toy companies because they know what's best. So then Batman starts wearing a neon-colored costume because that's what the toy companies want. Uh, and then because it's Batman the Brave and the Bold, Batman always teams up with another hero, right? So they team up with this hero named Ambush Bug, very obscure hero from the DC Universe. Uh, pretty much his only powers are teleportation and self-awareness, the realization that he is just a character in a comic book. So because of his self-awareness, he realized what Batmite is up to, and he tries to convince Batman, no, you're not this, you know, character who sells toys and wears neon-colored costumes. You are Batman. You are this hero. And, oh, man, it's just great. Has a great twist ending, too. If, spoiler, spoiler, uh, the ending is uh, Batmite, even though Ambush Bug manages to save the day, the damage is done and the show gets cancelled. And Batmite's all, yay, I'm going to get my new dark and gritty Batman cartoon. And then Batmite begins to fade from existence. And then Ambush Bug shows up and explains to Batmite, well, you know, a very silly character like yourself does not exist in all the dark and gritty interpretations of Batman. So without Batman the Brave and the Bold, you no longer exist. And Batmite fades from existence. And before the series ends proper, we do have one last moment, one last party in the Batcave with Batman and all the other heroes he teamed with, up with on the show. And Batman even takes a moment to turn to the camera and address his fans one last time. So, this is really it. Yeah, looks like. At least you can say you had a good run. A great run. And until we meet again, boys and girls, know that wherever evil lurks, in all its myriad forms, I'll be there with the hammers of justice to fight for decency and defend the innocent. Good night. Batman the Brave and the Bold. It will forever be a great part of the Batman animated canon. U62 The Dark has everything you want in a podcast. Scooby-Doo, Batman, and Weird Al. It's the holy trinity of pop culture. Download it today at galesinabox.com.
From the Lord of the Rings trilogy, that is Concerning Hobbits, composed by Howard Shore. Pretty much the theme for the Hobbits in that film. Good afternoon, Mark Cap is still here with you on the Targ. And of course I have to play that because one of the most anticipated trailers finally went online. That is the first trailer for Peter Jackson's movie version of the Hobbit. You know, ever since they did Lord of the Rings, we knew they were going to go back and do The Hobbit eventually. For those who don't care, The Hobbit is the prequel to Lord of the Rings. That's how the two are connected. So when Lord of the Rings cleaned up at the box office, we knew it would just be a matter of time before The Hobbit came along. Now i got to confide something in you. I'm really not that big a fan of Lord of the Rings. You know, I have the DVDs, just the plain basic bare bones theatrical editions, mainly just to maintain my nerd cred. I have tried many, many times in the past to read Lord of the Rings, but you know, for one of the greatest works of literature ever, I find the books to be just so boring. You know, for Christmas many, many years ago, I was given a handsome box set of Lord of the Rings. And by looking at the spines, you can tell how often I've tried to read Lord of the Rings, and how far I've gotten through it. You know, we have The Fellowship of the Ring. It's beaten up, you know, like it's been read about six times or so. You have The Two Towers, which is in not too bad condition. It's been read about maybe once or twice. And you have the final one, Return of the King, which is as pristine as the day I took it out of the package. I think the farthest I've ever gotten in reading Lord of the Rings is about five chapters into the Two Towers, and then I just gave up because it was getting so boring. However, though, in that handsome box set, we also have The Hobbit. And when you look at The Hobbit, that thing is beaten up, torn to hell, Pages are dog-eared, there's notes scribbled in the margins. Even though I've got no love for Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit is one of my favorite books. It's just uh, such an amazing, wonderful fantasy adventure. So that being said, even though I was kind of meh towards Lord of the Rings, I am really, really, really looking forward to The Hobbit. And, you know, even though I'm not such a big fan of The Lord of the Rings, I did have a little geek-out moment at the end of the trailer when we had this little moment. My name is Bilbo Baggins. Bagginses. What is that? Bagginses. Precious. Yes, that's when Bilbo meets Gollum, and uh, we all know what happens after that. He gets the ring. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to The Hobbit. You know what? As I said, I got Lord of the Rings for um, Christmas oh, when I was uh, 12 years old, so coming up on 22 years ago. So you know what I think I'll do? I think my New Year's resolution is in 2012... I'm finally going to read Lord of the Rings. I'll start with The Hobbit, get it all fresh in my mind for the movie, and who knows, maybe reading The Hobbit will be enough of a running start for me, and I can finally make it through Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you know, just maybe dedicate a half an hour a day to sitting down with a good book, the good book in this case being Lord of the Rings. Yeah, you know what, I think I can do it. And then after that, maybe I'll finally read the Harry Potter books, because I've never read those either. And all my friends are like, oh, you have to, Harry Potter, so awesome. And I'm like, yeah. I think I'm getting 2012 all mapped out. That's a good New Year's resolution. Read more. Yes. And you know what? I'm just about all rambled out here, so I think I will bring this to an end. Happy New Year, everybody, because this is going to be going on year online on uh, January 1st, 2012. So happy New Year. Have yourselves a great 2012. And I am Mark Kappas. I will see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of The Targ. 
Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. I call it Aquaman's rousing song of heroism. You don't look roused. <laughs>